You're listening to the Professional Brotherhood Podcast, because when the alarm sounds, nobody cares if you're career or volunteer. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Professional Brotherhood Podcast. Um... It's an understatement to say that it's been a while, and honestly, I am sitting here on a Sunday morning um, by myself in a virtually virtually quiet house, because uh, everybody's out and about doing their thing already, and I figured while I've got some time, let's sit down, record a new episode, um, because it life has just been crazy. Um and that's why we haven't been putting out any content uh, as far as podcast episodes. And it, I'm assuming that life just isn't crazy for me because I, I have had some conversations with some folks about coming on as guests and just lining up schedules um, has been a nightmare. And I'm not complaining about that. Um, I'm very, very happy that everybody is getting back to life um, and back to a normal life and that training centers are open and fire training is happening and uh, we're hanging around our fire stations again and you know I, like it's long overdue and um, you know I'm happy that everybody is out from behind the computer <laughs> and out from behind their phones and out actually enjoying life. So whereas it might take us a little longer to uh, put some content out, grab some guests, schedule those interviews, um, I'm not complaining and I certainly hope that none of you are complaining because it's just good to be back to normal. Um so I figured today I would sit down and I would discuss um, a couple of subjects that are always on my mind, some that we talk about frequently, um, actually a couple of subjects that we do talk about frequently, and uh, I figured I would just kind of ramble on about them a bit and give you my point of view on two specific things. Um, and today we're going to talk about passion and we're going to talk about professionalism. And I'm not sure that I've talked about passion much on the show. Um, I know that I am always talking about professionalism in the volunteer fire service. That's where this entire idea came from. That's what started the podcast. That's what started the platform. Um, that's what ignited the fire in me to do this Um and along the way has ignited the fire in so many others uh, to talk about professionalism. So today we're going to talk about passion and professionalism. Two Ps, right? Two Ps, passion and professionalism. Let's start with passion. Um, I personally don't feel that you can teach passion. I don't feel that when I go, when I stand in front of a classroom or when I go out to the training center and I'm, I'm working on a skill session um, or I'm at the fire station on a drill night, I don't feel that I can teach somebody how to be passionate about something. Uh, I think that in order to be passionate, it, it needs to resonate with you. Like you need to have that feeling. You need to 
just have that feeling on the inside that that this is what I'm meant to do and um, I'm going to do my very best to be the very best at it and live it and breathe it every single day. Hence, being passionate about the job. Um, I do feel that based on my or your or whomever your mentor may be's actions, um, that you can influence somebody to be passionate. I do feel that passion can be contagious. Um, I'm not really sure if that's the same thing as teaching passion. Like I can't, I don't think I could stand in front of a classroom and give a lesson on passion. I, I think it's something that you need to feel inside. And I think that it's something that if if somebody is passionate about the job and when they're uh, when they're doing the job, when they're teaching, when they're sharing knowledge with others, if they are naturally passionate about it, if somebody else is absorbing all of that and if somebody else is is buying into that message and really connecting with that instructor or mentor that it can help them to develop a passion for what they are doing. So I realize that might sound a bit confusing, um, but, but I don't think I could develop a lesson plan and say, hey, this is how you become passionate. Um, I, I think that there are some people that do the job of a volunteer firefighter um, for many, many reasons. And none of those reasons are because they absolutely love what they do and are passionate about what they do and want to live and breathe that every single day and share that passion with others. Um, Now, does that make them a bad firefighter? No probably does not. Um, Does it mean that they would be a good steward or a good mentor for the fire service? Well, probably not also. I I, I feel that in in order to um, influence others and, and take others to the next level in their fire service journey, that you, you need to exhibit passion to do that. Um, I think sometimes passion can be confused with, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe cockiness, which we can also talk about cockiness and confidence because I think those two things uh, seem to get all kind of thrown in the blender sometimes. Um I think that people that maybe aren't so passionate or aren't as knowledgeable as others um, may look at somebody that's passionate about the job or confident about their skills and and immediately call them cocky just because it's an easy label to give somebody and they don't appreciate um, all the hard work and effort and training and uh, everything that they've put into their journey in the fire service to get where they are today. And we love to tear others down instead of build 
others up. Uh, there's lots of people out there that, that instead of finding the one good thing to say about somebody, they would rather list the three bad. Um, it is what it is. It's kind of the nature of the beast. But, you know, sticking with passion, I, I think that passionate volunteer firefighters are the people that keep our organizations alive. They are the heartbeat of our organizations. They are the ones that um, keep the morale high. Notice when the morale is taking a turn for the worst and do their absolute best to reverse that trend um, because they know um, what the fire service, what the organization, what the, the brotherhood as a whole has done for them, and they don't want to see that change. They don't want to see that go in the opposite direction. So passion is a very hard thing to teach. Um, I think there's, there's many, many people out there with it. Some that are maybe like kind of riding the cusp as to um, truly becoming a, a a passionate steward of the fire service. And then there's folks out there that will just never have passion. They just do the job for whatever reason they do it. And, um, you know, it kind of is what it is. Move, moving on to professionalism. Um, You've heard if you've heard me talk about this topic before, and it's a it's a unit in our setting our volunteers up for success um, class that we have we have taken on the road. And um, when I talk about professionalism in the volunteer fire service, I focus on the definition um, of a person that is competent or skills. Excuse me, a person that is competent or skilled in a particular activity. And just an aside here, you can <laughs> you can never ever uh, accuse me of editing our show because uh, like I just did, um, I, I flub, I screw up quite a bit. And guys, I don't go back and edit this stuff. It, it is what it is. I'm not perfect. Um, none of us are perfect. And this show is far from perfect. So if you're if you're looking for a uh, perfectly edited piece of audio material, this is definitely not it. But anyway, um, professionalism: a person competent or skilled in a in a particular activity. Um, that's what we need to be as volunteer firefighters. We need to be competent or skilled in the activity of firefighting. Um, we need to be held to a higher standard or to the highest of standards. So when I talk about professional volunteer firefighters, that is not a dig against my professional or our professional career brothers and sisters that do this for a living and correct, uh, collect a paycheck. Um, this is looking at the definition of somebody that needs to be competent competent and skilled in the activity of firefighting and asking the question, are you a professional? Are you a professional at what you do? Are you competent and skilled? If you are a, a rank and file firefighter, are you competent in what you need to be competent at? Are you, um, you know, uh, are you knowledgeable in engine company operations? Are you knowledgeable in truck company operations? Um, are you a good pump operator? Uh, you know, what, what is your job? What is your task? And are you good at it? Are you a professional? Are you competent? Are you skilled? Um, and are you holding yourself to a higher standard? Um, if you're a leader, are you a competent 
and skilled leader, if you're a lieutenant, are you competent and skilled? If you're a captain, if you're an assistant chief, if you're a chief, um, you know, do you know what you need to know to do that job well and hold yourself to a hired standard? I always like to ask the question, what does the community expect? Right? And you've seen our, our, our um, catchphrases, right, um, about the same job or uh, nobody cares. You know, when the alarm sounds, nobody cares if you're a career or volunteer or it's not a paycheck that makes you a professional, right? You've, you've heard us say these things over and over and over again um, on the show, on the podcast, um, on our social media platforms, right? What does the community expect from you as a firefighter? What do they expect from your organization? Um, what do they expect when your engine rolls up in front of their house for that emergency when they dialed 911, right? They don't expect six clowns to jump out of the vehicle, right? And run around it like it's a circus show, right? They expect professional volunteer firefighters to come off of that rig ready to do the job and ready to handle their emergency, right? If you're not that person, you don't belong on that rig, right? Now, are there exceptions? Sure. The probie, right? That's the exception, right? If you're the probie, right, you need, obviously you need to learn. Maybe you're not to that professional level yet, but you should be working your way towards that professional level. But what does the community expect? What are their expectations? They don't know the difference. And I like to use the example of my area, my little part of the world, where we have a lot of secondary homeowners or people that have transplanted out of the five boroughs of the city um, or from a primary, primarily career area, right? When they dial 911 and a fire engine shows up, um, they don't know the difference. They may assume that it's just like it is in the five boroughs and that they're getting the FDNY and these, these guys and girls do this as a career. They don't realize that, you know, the chauffeur left his, left his job for the town highway department, that the officer in the rig uh, left his auto body shop, that the three people in the back left various jobs from around the community to go crew that engine and respond to that emergency. They don't understand that, okay? And quite honestly, they really shouldn't at that time, right? They shouldn't be able to see or know the difference, all right? All right, so maybe they know the difference because they get invited to a pancake breakfast or because they asked to give, they're asked to give a donation um, during the donation drive. All right, but when when the alarm sounds should not be the time where they look at that rig that pulls up and go, "Oh shit. These guys obviously aren't professionals at this." Right? Is that how we want to be we we want to be viewed? Is that how we want our organization to be viewed? I would hope not. Okay. What, what does professionalism look like? Right. Um, what's our attire look like? What do we look like when we show up on calls? Do we keep a little bag in our vehicles or in our locker at the fire station so that if we are coming from the pool on a hot summer, sunny day, that we can throw on an agency t-shirt, throw on a pair of socks, you know, throw on some things that, that actually make us look professional. And we don't just look like we came from a Hawaiian luau, right? 
because again, what are people looking at? They're looking at our presentation. They're looking at us to say, you know, Hey, what, what, what's going on with these people? Right. So what does our attire look like? Um, are we getting off the rig with tools in our hands? Um, are we ready to go to work? Our, 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 are our resources is our equipment ready to do the job right um are we following standards policies and procedures and things like that or are we utilizing the excuse ah we're just volunteers we don't have to do any of that oh if anything makes me cringe and should make all of you that are listening to this episode today cringe it's somebody that says we're just volunteers we don't need to do that right? If you're listening to this podcast, you're already holding yourself to a higher standard. You are taking 30 minutes out of your day, whenever this is, to listen to something that hopefully resonates with you and hopefully wants to make you be better at what you do, right? So you're already there. Um, Do we sound like professionals when we're on the radio? Or are we screaming and making radio transmissions that don't even make sense? Um, Are we leaving the station without even knowing where we're going, right? Why do we get in a rig, jump in a piece of apparatus, roll out of the station doors, lights and sirens screaming, and then the first question out of our mouth to our 911 center is, can you tell me how to get there? Shouldn't we be doing that before we even roll out of the door? Right? Why do we want to sound so unprofessional? All right, you can hear the siren wailing in the background as the the person keys the mic, but they don't even know where they're going. Right? I don't know. Um, what about on scene? How do we act on scene? What's our what's our professionalism on scene? Again, what's our appearance? What are our actions? How do we act on scene? Do we act like a bunch of morons? All right. Are we laughing and joking and doing things that are inappropriate in front of people who just called us for an emergency? Right. Are we dressed for the job? Right. If this is, uh, I just went to a water call yesterday. Okay. So I went to a water response yesterday. It was great to roll into that response and see just about everybody on the scene. Right. Even. even those that were 20, 30 feet away from the water wearing a PFD, right? That's professionalism, right? That, that's doing it right. That's being prepared for the job. Everybody has the right gear on for that particular response. Um, do we not show compassion to the situation at hand, right? If somebody was lost in a motor vehicle accident or lost in a structure fire or lost at that drowning I just went to, are we acting appropriately on the scene? Are we showing compassion? Are we realizing that there are people um, paying attention to our actions and our actions may not appear very compassionate to the situation, right? What we see every day is not normal and it may become our normal, but it's not everybody else's normal. So we need, need, we need to realize that. Um, how do we act when we're off duty? You know, do we realize that once we are a part of the firefighting community, that we are always a part of the firefighting community? And if you're out at the bar at night wearing your agency T-shirt, acting like a freaking moron, people are going to relate that to the organization. Right? You don't just speak for you. Right? You don't just you don't just highlight you. You highlight 
everybody. You highlight your organization, you highlight yourself, and you highlight the fire service as a whole. Right? We all know what happens when somebody gets you know, picked up for something like DWI or they crash their car or they steal money or whatever it is that they do that's stupid and disrespectful to themselves and the service, right? What is that headline? The headline highlights the fact that they're a firefighter or they're a fire chief or they're a fire lieutenant or whatever the hell it is, right? So, so what is your off-duty etiquette? And again, not standing on a soapbox, all right, the younger the younger version of me, um, the younger version of me for for years, right, would would go out. You're you're proud to represent your agency. You would wear your department T-shirt everywhere. But is is that really appropriate, right? Should you be hanging out in a bar wearing your agency gear, representing your agency? Yeah, just something to think about. Many of you might disagree with that, and you know, you're, feel free. Shoot me a message. Say, Brian, you're an asshole. Uh, I don't agree with that. You can do it, and it's okay. Whatever. That's fine. But again, what's the perception of the public? What does the public see? Right? Um, look, I can, I can tell you a, a situation. We, we, we only have a few local eateries in my fire district. Um, most of them uh, happen to serve alcohol as well. Probably the most popular lunch spot is a bar slash restaurant. And we had to deal with a situation where somebody did not approve of uh, vehicles being parked out in front of this restaurant with their, you know, little license plates on it that say where they're a member um, and then responding to a to a fire call. Now, they don't know if those people, if those members were just in there eating a hamburger, having lunch, or if they were sitting at the bar drinking beer. Okay, I happen to know that they were in there eating a hamburger and washing it down with a soda, but hey, or a pop, depending on what part of the country you're in. Um, but looks, what's the perception of the public? They see those plates, they'll see those license plates parked out in front of that bar, and they immediately go negative, right? So you got to think about that um, again, you know, and, and some other stuff. What are we posting on social media? Um, how are we representing ourselves on social media? Do we realize that we're representing more than ourselves on social media and we're representing our agency as a whole? Right? These are all the things that we can talk about when we talk about professionalism. And when we look in the mirror and say, hey, are we and are, is our organization shooting for professionalism? Are we shooting for a professional standard? Are we competent and skilled in the activity that we do every single day? And can we label ourselves as professional volunteer firefighters because we hold ourselves to that higher standard? We want to be successful at the job, right? And, and sure, I understand that the word professional is typically reserved for our career brothers and sisters, and I respect that, right? But... There is nothing wrong with holding yourself to the same exact standard. The fire, the emergency, does not know the difference. They do not know the difference between whether we are collecting a paycheck for our job or not, right? The fire can kill you if you are a career firefighter or you are a volunteer firefighter. You can get struck by a vehicle if you are a career firefighter or a volunteer firefighter. There is absolutely no difference in the risks of the job 
So why do we label ourselves differently? And why do we hold ourselves to a different standard? Are we passionate and are we professional? That's the question I have for you today. When you look in the mirror, are you passionate about what you do? And do you strive to be a professional at what you do every single day? And that's what it's all about, my friends. So, um, hope I gave you some things to think about today. And as always, I love hearing from you all. I, I thank you for your continued support of the podcast, of our social media platforms. Um, it's just, it's great to continue to connect with people from all over the country um, and all over the world who believe in, in the mission of professionalism, that believe in the professional brotherhood. Um, as always, you can, you can send me an email at professional, uh, VFF that's professional VFF at gmail.com. You can connect with us on any, so any of our social media platforms, uh, the course setting ourselves, um, setting our volunteers up for success is out, um, is doing well. We've already made a couple of deliveries, um, which is really exciting to just get out and, and meet new people. Uh, we are going to be in Westchester County, New York in September. And in October, we are going to be at the Intershuts USA conference in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And uh, we are really, really excited about that. Um, going to be a little challenge for us because we only have a one-hour window. Uh, so we might have to um, condense our content a little bit uh, from what we would normally do in a three-hour session. But still, just a really cool opportunity that we did not expect. So uh, look that up on the Internet. Um, Google it. Um, uh, Inner Shuts USA. If you're in the Philly area, uh, and, and a lot of you can can get to this conference because you know if you're in uh, uh, Lower Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, it's not not a bad trip. So uh, New York, hey, look, we're going down from New York, but um, yeah, check it out. And uh, if you're going to be at that conference, uh, it'd be an honor to meet you, whether it's uh, in our session or just walking the show. So really excited about some of the things coming up. If you're interested in hosting um, the program, please reach out. Uh, we are willing to travel and uh, we're looking forward to traveling and we're looking forward to uh, meeting lots of you when we're doing it. So my friends, as always, stay safe. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. And uh, don't forget, a Paycheck does not make you professional, how you approach the job does.